Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Welcome to Sick and Wrong. This is Sick and Wrong podcast number one, the first in a series of 392. I, I think that's what was ordered by the Reach Around Foundation. Once we have 392, we're done forever. We're done forever, but we owe the Reach Around Foundation 392. But this My, is one. Yeah, this is number one. My name is Dave Simon, and uh, I'm Lance Wackerly. As Lance Wackerly, the co-host, and uh, we are presenting to you Sick and Wrong. And let me just explain a little bit about the show here, Lance. Sick and Wrong is America's number one source for antisocial commentary. It is the brainchild of myself and Lance. But the way the show works, it's not just you know sole commentary. Sick and Wrong is a competition. And then, let me just give you a little detail here. So this is how it works. We, me and Lance, are pitted against each other in a competition. Although we are friends, we're going to be foes during the show. And how it works is we're going to be competing for a case of beer. And how we're competing, the competition, the nature of the competition, is I find three of the most disgusting, disturbing, disquieting, repulsive, unsettling news items that I can that week. And Lance does the same. And then we both try to best each other as to who has the most disgusting news item. I think we're already in trouble with our professionalism because I only brought two articles this week. God damn you, you fucking bastard. Actually, uh, I think it'll work. It'll work. It uh, will work this week. We'll, 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 we'll get know, it together. I don't even know if we're going to be able two to get or three. three. So yeah. we'll, we'll just see how long we can do it in a half hour because we only owe the Reach Around Foundation a half an hour a week. I think Reach Around is going to understand that this is show one. And, uh, and, you know, we're still working the bugs out. Exactly. Like, the show changes. It evolves in time. But the way it works here is I present my, art- my article. Lance presents his article. And then we decide who has the most disgusting, repulsive, whatever article of that week. And you win a case of beer. The loser has to buy the winner a case of beer. Right. It's a rolling contest. Did we already determine what type of beer? It's M- MGD? Yeah. Is what it? else would it be? It's got to be MGD. has to be MGD. <laughs> But anyways, that's the way it works, and that, that's how the game goes. But before we get into the game, um, I would like to uh, announce that we do have a website, sort of, that's starting. It's actually uh, hosted on uh, Lance's website. Lance is a, uh, a famous artist, an artiste, your comic artiste. <laughs> yeah, it's, you could say that. Um, I w- have a website w- anyway. Yeah, www.blaringfoghorn.com. And since it's published online, that means you're an, an artist. Right. More or less. Well, once I get the Reach Around Foundation to start funding that, then I'll feel more legitimate. That Yes, exactly. Because once you actually start getting money for your art, that makes you a real artist. But anyways, um, you can go to blaringfoghorn.com, and we're soon going to have a link that's going to direct you right to the Sick and Wrong website, which will be, I guess, the server for all our podcasts. You can like download all 392 of the podcasts. From uh, from that website, right? It's going it's, to be, at some point, we'll have it up on Apple's website too, like all little good podcasters, yeah. right? Eventually, yeah. I, th- I think that's that's the goal. We'll bow the, down the to the, the the god of the iPod, the, the podcast, I, yeah, the podcast god. So it's going to be here's our here's our URL: sickandwrong.blaringfoghorn.com. And don't be a dumbass and put www in it because it's just not going to work. You're not going to get anywhere. Maybe yeah. right? 
Yeah, Whatever. everybody's going to do that anyways, but sooner or later we'll drill it into people's head that you don't put you don't. www, just put sickandwrong.blaringfoghorn.com. And then you can also email us, as well you should, and, and send us some shit or something. Sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. Okay. Anyways, these preliminaries Lance, are boring, yeah, so let's, let's get to the boring. meat of the show. Let's get to the meat of the show here. First, I just want to wish you a happy new year because you know I haven't seen you in a while, and uh, this is podcast number one, so uh, happy new year. Are you wishing me a new or the or the listeners? Well, or both. I'm, I'm wishing you a new year, but I'm also okay, wishing uh, the you. listeners. I think um, all uh, three of our listeners out there, um, happy new year. Is your dad gonna listen or something? Uh, you know, I wonder. I don't know. <laughs> I I told him about it. I think he'd probably. I'm just trying to count up the three. I, I think uh, I think the rabbi would be into it. I don't know. Maybe. But anyways, uh, real quick before we get into the show, I just wanted to bring up this this one instance that's happening, and this totally fits within the uh, sick and wrong format. This just happened the other day. I was talking to my sister who got a call from Rick. And let me just give you a little background. Rick is my brother's ex-boyfriend. and uh, Quite estranged. Uh, quite estranged, well. yes. Yeah. My, my, really my, like my brother and anymore. Rick hate each other. They despise each other, so they don't speak anymore. And anyways, uh, Rick is an asshole. I mean, he just really is just an asshole. Well, yeah, I mean, case in point, so Rick hates your brother, but he isn't above still being friends with your sister, which and, is kind of an asshole to thing to do. And me, too, yeah. Right. It's a, you know, I mean, the guy's, the guy's not that bad, whatever. I know a lot of assholes, but he is an asshole. And if anyone, if anyone should have something like this happen to them, this guy's like the prime candidate, the most prime. He, it's poetic justice at its most finest. I can think of a good probably 10 or 12 people who would do this to him. That, that would do this. But anyways, uh, l- let me tell you what happened. So Rick calls up my sister. This just happened yesterday. Frantically, he calls her up. He's panicking on the phone. He's crying. He's completely upset. And Stephanie's just like, you know, what, did they uh, cancel Sex in the City or did, did they take your DVDs away or something? Yeah, he's a real gay is gay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, what, AbFab is, uh, you know, your AbFab collection is lost? I don't know. But anyways, uh, he's freaking out on the phone. And so he tells a story that I guess this just happened last night, mind you. He ran into a friend of his. He, he lives over in the Tenderloin District of San Francisco. And uh, he ran into a buddy of his over at the laundromat, and this is a guy that they've hung out with in the past. I don't think there's a you know a homo gay relationship going on here. They did meet at the laundromat though. That's a little is, weird. Is that like a gay meeting? I spot? don't know, but it, I wouldn't meet anybody at the laundromat. Yeah, it definitely. I, yeah, it, that that does sound a little suspect. But anyways, he uh, meets him at the uh, laundromat, and they're talking. He's like, "Hey, you want to come up to my place and uh, smoke a bowl?" Which sounds like kind of like a gay come on, doesn't it? You know, come over and smoke a bowl. I would assume that that yeah. would work. I think a lot of stuff works. I think a lot of stuff works between gay guys that they kind of just you put, make any many excuses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't and know. And it ends up happening. But anyways, he um invites him over to his room. They're smoking weed. The guy's like, "Excuse me, I gotta go to the bathroom." And he's in the bathroom for twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. What the hell could you be doing in there for twenty minutes? Not to mention, so obviously he's taking a shit. And it's like, okay, so you go over to somebody's house. And you go, you're like, excuse me, it's just you and him. He lives in the studio. You're like, I'm going to go take a shit. Do you ever take a shit at your friend's house? Yeah, but only, I mean, that's like, a, there's a threshold of friendship before you can do that. It's got to be a good friend, you know, and then you joke around. What if you your smoke. friend's a girl? Would you take a shit at your girl's, your friend girl's oh, studio? Man. 
Probably not. It, see, neither would I. I just, I don't know. Maybe. It's so, just, so you're saying because they're gay, it's like Rick is a girl, or kind of. Okay. Uh, that's what I'm kind of. Well, maybe, right. I, maybe not. I'm just saying if I, if but, I had an but acquaintance. Gay, but gay dudes are also very comfortable with each other's assholes, so maybe that's something. Yes, that's, maybe you know, maybe it's just something that's accepted in the community. We could probably talk about just this for you know, for a half could. hour, but you yeah. probably get on, get on with the story. Okay, let me yeah. let me get on here and uh, email us if if you know the. Uh, the protocol behind taking shits at people's houses. Take it wrong podcast, hotmail.com. Anyways, we'll so continue the guys on in there, the, another show the to guy, discuss yeah, it. The guy's in there for 20 minutes taking the shit. Finally comes out. Rick's like, okay, it's a little weird, whatever. They end up leaving. Rick comes home later that night, goes to take a leak, opens up the toilet, and there's a log just sitting. The guy didn't flush. Not only did he take a shit in his house, he didn't flush. That's nasty. Which is just nasty. I mean, that's just like, seriously, insult to injury. Have you, ever, have you ever, uh, like... Like taking a crap before you go to work, and then you come and you flush it, but then you come home from work and you like see that your crap is still in there because it like didn't flush right. It, and, and it came back out the hole, like it right, came back. right. Yeah. And you like you're it's like, like you're like disgusted with yourself and your toilet. You're kind of just pissed off, like to look at your like day old log that's been sitting. I there always all wonder, day. like, did it get rejected? <laughs> you know I mean? did, it, did the toilet just be like, no, dude, I'm not going to swallow this. Take that shit back. That'd be kind of that'd be kind of a good horror story, like the poop that wouldn't flush or something. Poop that wouldn't flush, like the floater. But anyways, uh, so so Rick's like you know totally disgusted at this point. Flushes the toilet. It's like God, you know, I don't think I'm gonna hang out with this guy anymore. Anyways, the next day, the next day, he comes home, and I just found this out today. That's he not the home. end of the story. Yeah, this is the end of the story. He well, right now I'm kind of getting to the end. Oh. He comes home, and uh, he walks into his apartment. The whole place smells like feces. The entire apartment, the entire studio just smells like shit. And he's like a fastidious gay guy, oh right? Oh, my God. Scented like, candles yeah, scented and everything. candles everywhere. And the yeah. scented candles were powerless against this feces smell, this odor. So, anyways, he goes to the, he goes to the toilet. There's nothing in the toilet. He's like, you know, what's, what's going on? And but I, is the smell more concentrated near the toilet? It's coming out of the bathroom. But he can't find it. But he can't find it. And I don't know where he came up with this idea, but he lifts up the tank, the, the top of the tank behind the toilet... And there's just mounds of shit in there. So <laughs> this dude was upper decked. I don't know how many people know the term, but upper decking is like the ultimate revenge. You know, I love this the type. The penultimate revenge. But you know, I love this type, this story, um, because, well, and I guess it doesn't really apply to anybody who's listening, but uh, I always thought that upper decking the, was an urban myth. I, I thought it was I one of those it things like that never... Donkey show. Like yeah, or, or or what you know, all the angry dragon, all those bizarre sexual maneuvers that like you know thirteen year old boys think up. But I I didn't think anybody ever actually got upper decked, and to know that it happened to Rick, who like I said before is the oh, person who probably deserves it. It's just great. I know it it justifies something disgusting that I sort of had never hoped in my wildest dreams could actually be true, and you know it happened to Rick. It's just I love that story. It's just amazing, and I mean, how do you? It's like such an ultimate act of revenge. It's like how do you get the shit out of the tank? I do not know. I do not know. I've never done this before. Although could I you think put... I might do it to Rick though next time I go over there. <laughs> we should just keep doing it to Rick. Just like like somebody go in there every week and just be like, week? can I can I use your bathroom? Man? I think he would go insane. I don't know. It would be he'd probably good... never. He'd probably never use a toilet again. Like shit in a hole in the ground. <laughs> or just hold it or in. Or someone's mouth. <laughs> just hold it in. Until <laughs> yeah. somebody pushed it out for him. But anyways, yeah, so uh, he was freaked out, calls up my sister, and get this, this is I'm going to end this story right now because we've got to move on to the show, but he calls my sister and he told, tells her while he's crying that he filed a police report 
against the guy. <laughs> a police report. Can we get a copy of that? I would love to see a copy of that. I mean, so so in Rick's mind and his drug-addled, you know, homosexual rage, Rick's like, yeah, they're going to arrest him for shitting in my tank. Like, what does he think? That's vandalism or something? I just want to see the description of the problem. <laughs> um, poo floating in... What do you even call that? It's just called the tank? The toilet uh, tank? I guess. Yeah. The upper deck? Yeah. I don't know. Well, people out deck. there, it's 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 the ultimate revenge. And if you do know somebody, upper deck somebody. Actually, you know, we should almost make that a segment of the show. The upper decking story. So you can email us your own upper decking stories. Right. I think or, or if you're one of the people that we encouraged to get, and you got upper decked because we put the idea in somebody's head, you could call us, yeah. And which, which leads right into uh, my number one story here. This is like a perfect segue into it. Okay, let's start so the show. So this is it. This is the beginning so of the battle, So this is uh, huh? the beginning of the battle. I feel like battle. we need like a ring bell or something. Maybe, I thought, I thought maybe you were going to have like that air horn or whatever that was. I, I, I say the, a lot. I'm going to do a whistle. lot of things and I'm just kind of lazy, but someday. Yeah, we're, we're going to have sound effects right, eventually. Right, bells and whistles. And but keep in mind, this is podcast number one of 392. By, we get, by the time we get to 390, we're, we're going to be just on it. Could you yeah, imagine? Just right. Sound effects we'll just, everywhere. We won't even be trying anymore. We could even just, have a it'll sound, be all sound effects. We could even have a sound of someone upper decking, like the upper decking sound. And I don't even know if I want to hear that. Anyways, okay, here's my number one story, which I personally um, think is the uh, most disgusting story of the week here. And uh, Lance might try to refute this, but this is the most foul thing I've read all week. So get this. In Frankfort, Kentucky, Frankfort, Kentucky, Two nursing assistants were recently indicted for making elderly patients shit themselves. So in uh, Frankfort, Kentucky, Attorney General Greg Stumbo, great name, announced Tuesday the indictment of two nursing assistants for multiple counts of abuse after it was discovered that they allegedly gave elderly and medically fragile patients laxatives as a prank in order to harass staff that worked the shifts after them. So th- so this is like their revenge. It's that's like, pretty that's pretty wrong. I mean isn't it just ruthless? It's just <laughs> that's so wrong. wrong. It's just you know Cuz I always I I'm, I just thank God that there are people who would do that job because I mm-hmm. would never do it. I mean I would I hate to say it but I'd be the person who would just like leave the old people in a ditch and run away because I don't want to clean up uh old person poo. Well you know it's funny I think of uh, our friend Vinny. We have mutual friend Vinny who does hospice care. He he's not a nursing assistant. He's like the manager of the nurses. But he's telling me, you know, oftentimes he has to show people how to remove like a bowel obstruction where he actually has to put on a glove Stick his finger up an old person's ass and remove out a little nugget of shit so the rest of it can flow out. You know, man, that's one of those things that people will listen to this podcast and they think you just made it up. So they, they, we might as well do. not even talk about it. I mean, yeah, they, it's, it's so unbelievable. But so I will verify uh, Dave's story. That, that, no, this does happen. So anyways, uh, the incidents allegedly occurred. Now, this is in Kentucky at the Irvine Health and Rehabilitation Center in Irvine, Kentucky. Lisa Kilborn, now keep in mind of the ages here, 27, and Kim Congleton, 30. Both certified nursing assistants were employed at the nursing home uh, when the abuse occurred, and now their employment has since been terminated. Two girls. Two girls, and they're 27 and 30. I I thought immediately when you you – you know, said what happened. I thought of two dudes. It, you, doesn't it sound like it should be two guys? Yeah, it should, guys would be sick enough. You just know, another uh, wrong aspect of like the this. story. All right. But no, these are two women. These are women, and they're like adults. They're twenty-seven, thirty. You know, I mean, they're not like eighteen years old. You know, this is like their career. Damn. And so, anyways, while working as caretakers <laughs> at the facility, they abuse the elderly and medically fragile residents by administering laxative suppositories. So, which makes the story even worse. If you think about it, 
Yeah, it does. I, yeah. Th- th- this wasn't an oral laxative, like a pill. These You're are right. suppositories. So they're shoving suppositories up the old people's ass to make them shit it back out. But didn't you say? Isn't the, doesn't the article say they like gave them an uh, uh, a large like a larger than normal amount? Yeah, I mean. They, so they, what do you put in like three? I, I don't know. Or Who just sequentially you want? <laughs> okay. I just keep going back and putting in another one. But I mean, th- these you these, might get some blowback. These <laughs> you were doing that. <laughs> <laughs> blowback. These these laxatives, though, were not medically necessary and had not been ordered as a part of the resident's treatment, which is kind of scary. The acts were apparently done to harass the next shift nursing assistants and uh, to get revenge on them for, I imagine, something that they must have done that was probably equally as vile. Yeah, that's a good... Uh, I mean, to that, call for this type of revenge? If I was the investigator or whatever, I would definitely look into that. And find out what, what happened were they before. Doing? Yeah, what were they making them, vomit and piss themselves or I something? Or? Something bad. I don't know. It's just, it would, in my mind, I could see these two chicks are just like, you know what? We really got to get them. They're, they're a bunch of assholes. We should make all 60 of our patients shit themselves collectively at once, and they got to clean it. But I like time. stories like this, too, because you know that this took planning. First of all, there were two of them. And it's kind of like a, you know, it's a scheme. There's like, there's like, you know, are we going to give them X-Lax? Oh, we'll give them the suppositories. You know, how they decided the suppository. But they sat down for, you know, a couple hours at least and And, and planned this out. And they did. So I guess some of the patients suffered pain and rectal bleeding as a result of the uh, nursing assistant's actions. I would be really pissed if I went to see grandma and there's a bunch of blood coming out of her ass. Bloody stool. Just nasty. Anyways, uh... The uh, staff assists in the investigation, and according to Greg Stumbo, who is the attorney general who's prosecuting this case, he said these defendants treated the residents of um, the Irvine Health and Rehab Facility as nothing more than objects for their own amusement as a means to play pranks on fellow staff members. This conduct is criminal and will be punished in a face up to five years in prison for each count. And, dude, I mean, they have like 60 counts. <clears throat> each like, suppository or each, each patient? I think it's each patient. Hmm. But, I mean, you know, it's just what, what I keep thinking about my my own mind here. So let's say they do get five years in prison. Someone's going to be like, what, what are you in for? It's like um, making old people shit themselves. I would just lie if it was me. Or I'd say, say something murder. else. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if there's some kind of tattoo in prison for that. Like, I made grandma shit herself. Just a little brown star on your face or something? Yeah, a little brown mark or something. So anyways, all in all... I think this is the most disgusting article I read all week, and on the sick and wrong scale, being this news item being both sick, because it is sick, I mean, it involves shit, a lot of shit, and suppositories, and wrong because this is something you should never do to someone else. I mean, these think about this. These old people are in a nursing facility, you know, whiling out their last days, you know, their translucent skin. You can see, like, the, the blood veins, you know, the veins popping, barely able to keep these people alive. And what little dignity that they have was just ruined by these two girls making them shit all over the place to fuck with their friends that are coming Dude, if you make me shit. puke, does that give you an automatic win? I think that's uh, that's air horn material right there. That'd be like, I win. But anyways, I give it on the sick and wrong scale. One being not so sick, not so wrong, to ten being just completely sick and wrong. I give this a nine. Hmm. I give it a nine. And Lance, what do you think? That's pretty bad. Um, do you agree? But I'm reluctant to give you, you know, anything higher than a five when I haven't read my story yet. And I also don't know, you know, this is show one. Like, this you, is you, show one. But you came I mean, out of the gate for this show. You this, came out of the gate really strong. This is this is my like haymaker right here. You know, I was going to do something a little weaker, but it kind of goes right in with the upper decking because the upper decking is an act of revenge, and this is obviously an act of revenge, a prank. 
you know, for someone else. So I'm just saying it's it's pretty fucking sick, dude. This, yeah, this that's sick. I, I'm I'm still reluctant to give it a nine. Uh, I'm gonna say because you know there's a lot of sick stuff out there. That's pretty sick. Like I said, your description of the old people almost made me vomit. Um, yeah. I'm gonna give it skin. a seven give and a, a seven, half, which is pretty high. A seven point five is pretty high in the sick and wrong. Scale. But I, but I reserve my final scoring. Um, well, we you know, can till discuss the end. it at the very end. And, and you know, sooner or later, I don't think we should be scoring these at all. We should rely on people emailing in their sick votes. And wrong podcast or we could even com. put something on on the website where you just click Definitely. in, you know, click your vote. Definitely. So I, I came in with some pretty big scores. And I mean, one thing I just want to add here, just one amend, amendment real quick, is that these people were serious. They, they weren't using pills here. They're using suppositories. They were seriously going to make these people shit, whether they wanted to or not. Well, you, add, I mean, you add, think of old people shit, dude. That's like, you know, I mean, it looks just like what went in. It's probably like little green peas and corn. I, I really and try not stuff. to think about it, but uh, yeah. God, I mean, you, so you ask the question though, like, you know, who would do this sort of thing? Even if I worked there and I was, you know, my boss told me to to put one suppository in the old person, I probably would just say no and quit. And quit. You know, I what I don't understand is like, so the nursing assistants that were getting the prank played on them that came in for the night shift, wouldn't you be like, fuck this. <laughs> I'm not cleaning up 60 old people. I might quit for that, too. I think I would walk out. This I would also, like, you this know what, also, I'm out of here. I mean, the implication is Don't that these these nursing assistants have a lot of uh, like private time with the patients. Well, if you think about it, I mean, they they must work all night. Maybe maybe they work the night shift, and the shift that they were getting revenge was the day shift. That could be. But that's even worse because you know, I mean, they probably couldn't possibly clean up all these people. If you're going to go see grandma. You're in for a surprise. These old people must have just not even been able to know what was going on, or they knew and they just didn't have well, it. Couldn't medically couldn't, fragile, right? God, I mean, dude, they probably right. don't even have control there. You know, let's just move on. Yeah, to the next I can't story think here. about this one anymore. We, maybe we can recap it at the end, or yeah. I don't know. Um, what do you have? My story is not. Bring it. My story is not really sick. It's more. It's more on the wrong end of the uh, of the seesaw, and and I think people might have heard this story. I know it's been is making it a popular. Uh, it's not item? super popular, but it's been making, been making the rounds of some of the talk radio uh, stations, and and nobody's really. Oh, oh, oh. Right, yeah, those guys, exactly. Uh, but nobody really, they kind of just mentioned it and didn't like discuss the implications, the sick and wrong implications, or like I said, in this case, just wrong implications. The sick I, and wrong commentary, that's what we're here for. That's what I think we're here for, is so to really del delve, into the, to delve into the details, beat the dead horse till, you know, we're done with it. Yes. So, this story, uh, I don't know how many football fans are out there, but uh, this is a story about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, football team down in Florida playing uh, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, you know, New Orleans has been going through a really bad year. A troubled with time here with Katrina, Katrina and the hurricane and everything. Did, did they and, even um, play a full season? I, didn't, they I like never heard otherwise. I mean, it but, takes a lot to stop football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think you it takes more than just a catastrophe. I don't want to go like off Katrina. on a tangent, but don't you remember 9-11? Didn't they stop football? And, like, there was a big outrage. Yeah, I remember that. Everyone, <laughs> like, was, everyone was all pissed off. For two weeks, there was, like, no Sunday or Monday games, and people were kind of pissed about it. So, yeah, I mean, I could see, like, you know, Johnny Punch Clock, Jimmy Brown Shoes is probably just really pissed. Like, in the back. Yeah, Joe Him too. He was mad. was just like, what? what's going on? I know the terrorists are coming to get us, but no football? Anyway, so Anyways. so like I said, most people probably know this story, but I'm going to recap it anyway. So 
They're playing in Tampa. New Orleans Saints versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's a game, whatever. I don't even know what the score was, but it was halftime. Half-time. The cheerleaders come out to do their halftime show. First song out of the gate, a band that I've loathed for a long time, the Scorpions, <laughs> oh, Rock Me Like a Hurricane. Oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> God, dude. Whoa. What? So, wait. They did their halftime performance knowing they're playing the Saints, and they danced to Rock Me Like a Hurricane. Right. Uh, and I will give them the fact they weren't in New Orleans, so maybe it slipped their mind. You know, it was only on the news, like, 24-7. But they're playing the, the Saints. I mean, the right. New Orleans Saints. And if you've ever heard the song, you know, it starts out, and it's... Uh, you can't you can't miss it. The first couple of chords, you're like, oh, my God, this is Rock Me Like a Hurricane. It's yeah, not like the song starts... Right. It's not like the song started, and, you know, people didn't know, and then they heard the words, and then they thought it was kind of weird. I think everybody heard it immediately. Excuse me. It's like getting smacked over the face with it. I mean, this is just so blunt. Right. So... Uh, I have a couple of quotes from the article that I got. I'm sure there were lots of articles, but uh, they're interviewing uh, a Buccaneers fan, which is kind of funny that they interviewed the Buccaneers fan, not a New Orleans fan. But the Buccaneers fan's talking about how weird it was, and he says, uh, "The first song that I hear is Rocky Like a Hurricane' by the Scorpions," and I thought to myself. Is it me, or is this just totally out of place and inappropriate? <laughs> I feel like, no, it's you. Yeah, no, I don't think it's Very just you, Bob Corey. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to read the article, but I do like the quotes. There's another one by Mr. Bob Corey, and he says, I don't know what kind of accent he has, but it must be pretty funny, it's, but I'm yeah, not going to try and do it. He probably sounds there, like he's inbred. He says, quote, there's, there's thousands still living in trailer parks up there pretty and good. rock you like a hurricane. I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. First of all, it's not rock you like a hurricane. It's rock, <laughs> it's rock me, me like, a, like hurricane. a hurricane. And, uh, and then he says, when he says, I wouldn't wish that upon anybody, it's kind of unclear from that quote, whether he's talking about them living in trailer parks or the hurricane being hit by a hurricane yeah. or just listening to the song. And like I said, I hate the Scorpions. I think he's probably listening to the song. I think that's what he's trying to say. Although I think the guy probably missed the metaphor. Right. He probably did. But anyways, I mean, you could take the song literally if you'd like to. But regardless, it's just in bad taste right. to play it for the Saints. It could be any other team. Like, if they played, you know, the 49ers. Well, that leads into my last quote, the last thing I'll read from the article. Uh, so they finally get the team official. You know, they always have the PR flack who, like, deals with problems. Was it when... Tampa's or was it the New Orleans? No, no, the Tampa Bay okay. uh, flack. Because there's Tampa Bay cheerleaders. Tampa, yeah. It'd be pretty funny if the New Orleans, New Orleans Saints, like, adopted that as their song. That would be pretty cool. Now that, no, so now that, yeah, that would, that be, would be pretty badass. And it would be pretty badass. Yeah. They're like, you know what? We're going to rock you like a hurricane. Right. Or if they play, you know, because you know how, like, NFL games now, they even play the music, like, during the game when, like, somebody scores a touchdown. Like, if they, they just blared that, like, when the Saints would score a touchdown or, like, sack the quarterback, that'd be pretty intimidating. As as if they're, like, you know, I mean, they could almost change their name from the Saints to the the Hurricanes, hurricanes, you know, the New Orleans Hurricanes. You know what? They're not going to do that. No, no. That's just a bad taste. (laughs) But here's the the PR flack from the... If only I own the team. Right. The PR flack from... uh, the uh, the Buccaneers says, uh, you know, he's you got, he's got one of these fag? flack. Flack. That's what okay. they're called, right? They're, they're called flack. His quote, they always have these like very direct statements. He says, 
Rocky Like a Hurricane. Once again, he got the name of the song wrong. But uh, is it? I mean, he, the whole article says Rocky Like. No, it's Rock Me Like a Hurricane. I always thought it was Rock Me Like a Hurricane, but maybe it is Rocky Like. We, no, could, we could not I mean, know what the I, hell I we're talking that, about. But I don't. I mean, I've never been a Scorpion. Anyways, this quote is: Rocky Like a Hurricane will no longer be played at games against the Saints. <laughs> against the Saints. Against the Saints. <laughs> So they'll still play it. I mean, it's not like New, it's not like Louisiana. What that's New Orleans, Louisiana, yeah. right? It's not like that's the only state that was hit by the hurricane, right? Well, you know what? What's what's kind of ironic about this? Aren't there hurricanes in Florida? I, think, I mean, don't they? It's on the Gulf. Isn't Coast. there a team called the Miami Hurricanes? A college team down there? I think called the Hur. I thought they were like the Gators or something. I don't know, but Dude, uh, I fucking hate so Florida. so so. There's a lot of weird stuff in this article, but and then there's just there's the here's the the implications of this happening that I think are funny, and and, and you're kind of leading in. I mean, one of the main thing that probably everybody recognizes is like people thought about this up to the game. Like you know, there's choreographers. There's what like there's fifty. Planners. There's fifty cheerleaders. None of them said. Hey, um, excuse me, but I just thought of something. You know, it's going to be kind of weird to do this song. It's the Saints. Nobody said anything. Or somebody did say something, and everybody was just like, fuck you, shut up. Dude, I bet you they did. I bet you it didn't even dawn on them. I, I mean, they probably don't even pay attention to music anyways. But, I mean, I, I wonder how, like, the planners, like, the people who coordinate the entire right. halftime show. you know there's show, a ton of people. Oh, my God. I wonder if someone head rolled over this. Do you think? Someone was fine. Like, just like, did someone, like, I wonder if the boss, like, called him in, like, uh, Stanley, could you come to the office here? Well, you know it's a gay guy. You think so? The guy who coordinates the dances? Yeah, yeah. I but mean, I maybe mean, it's a girl. Rock Me Like a Hurricane isn't, like, the gayest song in the world. I no, mean, but there's a, either a gay guy or a girl who coordinates, like, the routine that the cheerleaders do. I, I, I don't know. That, I that just makes it some dumbass. Like the, the gay guy, the gay guy angle just makes it funnier Jeff to me. The gay guy angle makes it funnier to me because I can picture him actually realizing how offensive it would be and just being like, oh, shit. "I hate football, anyways. I hate all these people. I hate this. I hate people from the south that won't don't want me to get married or even to exist because I'm gay." And just be like, you know what? I'm leaving, rocking me like a hurricane in. Yeah, fuck him. And maybe he got fired. I don't know. I, I never did, heard anything like that. Yeah, but. I wonder. Like, I think there should be a follow up story to this. Well, let me get okay. There, there's one more implication to this story that I've just sort of you know thought of today while thinking about doing this uh, on the on the podcast, and it's kind of like I like metal, I like old metal, I like Dio, I like old cheesy metal, yeah, and I Iron just Maiden. can't take the Scorpions seriously, dude, because Scorpions are just crap. Did, were they ever that big in America? But I think a lot of people would say that a lot of metal bands that I even like, or, or metal people like Dio... And, who would and, dare say Iron Maiden's crap? I was going to say Iron Maiden, but you could find people out there who would say, that music is cheesy. And I would stab this pen right through their eye. But what I'm saying is we like that music, and I we guess, yeah. still recognize that the Scorpions are complete and utter like Cheese non dick. cheesy nonsense. Yeah. And I kind of think this is one of those stories that like got blown way out of proportion, like couldn't somebody they could be like wow they're playing rock me like a hurricane that's kind of offensive but then like 10 other people would be like it's just the fucking it's, scorpions it's, it's ridiculous it's a football game and it's like such a well-known song you know right. i'm sure there's nothing intended but you know what i do wonder if there's malicious intent i i would just like i would like for it to get totally out of hand in that regard and like 
I don't know, in like a alternate universe, like the Scorpions actually had to come over. Were they German or Russian? German. If they German. had to come over and like apologize. But apolog- huge in Russia. If they had to come over and make like a press appearance and like apologize for their song, I think that would just be awesome. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? It's like, we did not write this song about New Orleans. This was about more rocking than uh, hurricanes. We don't have hurricanes in Germany. They really don't. No, they don't. Where did they get that song from? <laughs> anyway, no, no, it's all metaphor. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't say "Rock Me Like a Shiza" movie. I guess it's it's a metaphor for being rocked. Rock me like a gas chamber. It's a metaphor for being rocked. For just being really rocked. Is that a metaphor know? or a simile with I like? Be, I think they're saying meta. Well, they do it say would like be a simile. Yeah, right. it'd right. be a simile. But I think she's saying. I think he's saying how that girl rocks me like a hurricane. All right, that, that's all I had to say about this, but it was some funny thoughts I had. It's wrong. It's not it's wrong. sick. There's nothing sick about it. Um, it would have been sick if the cheerleaders were shitting themselves during the song because someone shoved the suppository up their asses before the halftime show. All right, quit, quit fucking pumping your story. <laughs> it's my first one, and it's just something I wanted to talk about. Um, I'm not going to. What gonna about get, on the scale? On a scale. Give it was it, big. It, yeah, it had it a lot big. of press, so it got a lot fans. of attention. But I'm st- I'm gonna give it. You know, it's not sick. It's just wrong. I'm gonna give it a six. Maybe. Well, you know what? Maybe I even a five. Think that's a little high. I, you know, I would say because if for in order to get up above five, you have to be both sick and wrong. And since this isn't sick and it's mainly wrong, I'd probably give it about five on the wrong scale. Maybe four and, and a half. Four, four and a half. Four. I give it a four because it's funny. It's funny, and there's funny implications. Yeah, and I mean, it's just it is pretty. I mean, it's just like so overtly wrong. It is wrong. It just it's definitely happened. wrong. Maybe in like a year from now. But I mean, there's, you know, Katrina wasn't even that long ago. Ah, God, I don't know. I don't hey, know. Dave. Yeah. Never forget. Never forget. Never forget. So now, dude, think about this. We have 9-11 that we have to remember every fucking year. And now it's like Katrina. You can't ever forget anything anymore. Yeah, I don't know. No, you can't. You and you have, have to, to and you everything. have to have like a bald eagle sticker on the back of your car. God, it's horrible. It's horrible. People, remember to email us sick and wrong podcast at hotmail dot com and vote for your um, favorite disgusting foul story, and then we can decide who gets a case of beer. All right, I'm going to move into uh, story number two. This is um, bring it. This is my second story, and uh, personally, I just want to preface this by saying I don't think it's a sick. Or wrong is the first story because my first story is the haymaker that knocked you out. You kind of went, but, you kind of went Mike Tyson on me. You didn't, I know. You didn't want did. to give, you didn't want to give people their money for listening to the podcast. You just wanted to knock me just out like and, go, and get, out your, get your open. money and go but home. But you said that you have a good one, so I'm thinking, you know, at the, towards the end, I think we might go the whole twelve rounds here. I I like my second story better. So now my second story I like as well, and it was kind of tough to decide. I think I went with the first one just because it was just more like obviously disgusting, but this one's just so weird. It's just kind of wrong, and I think it's kind of sick as well. So, and what's cool about it too is it's right here at home. People, we're we're broadcasting here from uh, San Francisco, and this uh, story occurred in Fremont, which is only about what thirty minutes away. Oh, uh, with no traffic, yeah. With 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 no traffic. So, anyways, um, let me just say I'm going to start it off how the article started off here. The ancient Greeks worshipped it. Freud said, "Woman, envy it." And uh, last week, a man pulled a truck with it. That's right. A man pulled a truck with his penis. In Fremont. In Fremont, no less. Right off of, right off of 880 in Cupertino. About like uh, 40 people gathered and just to watch this dude tie, attach his dick to the bumper of a truck and pull the truck with his dick. All right, stop right now. I've got to say something. Yeah. If I'm going to pull a truck with my dick, 
I'm gonna get, uh, you know, do a lot of pre-show publicity and make sure there's more than 40 people there. And if if I do a lot of pre-show publicity and only 40 people show up, I'm not doing it. So because yeah, I know because I mean think of the risk involved here. You, it's probably one of those things you can only do once in your life. But you know what though, it isn't, and that's the thing. This guy wasn't after the publicity. This guy was after demonstrating his own strength. He's uh, his was name it is, forty like really attractive girls who were into that sort of thing, or you know I, I don't I don't know. His name is Grandmaster Tu Jin Sheng, best known for his iron crotch technique. Oh. <laughs> he's Asian. This dude's serious. Expl- yeah. That explains a lot. He's a, yeah, I don't even know how to really pronounce it. I think it's Qigong. Q-I-G-O-N-G. He's I, I a Qigong know. master. But he attached himself, not once, but twice, to a rental moving truck and pulled it several yards across a parking lot in Fremont. Again, get this. This is what he's wearing. And lace up leather boots and a black tank top. The 50-year-old man tied a strip of blue fabric around the base of his penis and testicles Tugged to make sure it was on tight. Had an assistant kick him hard between the legs Damn. right before he lashed himself in the vehicle. Grunted and then pulled the thing several fucking yards. Okay, he's an idiot, but... <laughs> dude, he's a master. Well, wait, no. He's an idiot, but the dude is hardcore. Well, you know what? I don't understand. That's hardcore. Uh, that, that's so beyond hardcore. Like, if I was there, I would have cringed. But I want to know. I want to uh, discuss the, the technicals a little bit. So, the ribbon was... Un- Around the top of the shaft and the back of the ball. Well, it's it's funny that you say ribbon. I was wondering what is this magical blue fabric <laughs> that you can attach to your nuts and pull a truck with it. I mean, really, we should be talking about the ribbon. The ribbon's yeah, pretty what, strong, what also. It, what is it? It's like it's this ribbon is strong enough to pull a truck with your dick. Like, well, what the what the fuck kind of material would that be? Well, I mean, you know, it's like the weakest Rayon, link. Satin? It's the weakest link in the chain, or is it the strongest you, link like in the a, chain, or? Weren't you like a chemical engineer or something? Do you know like what kind of element that would be? I don't know anything about ribbons. You should ask. You should ask Rick <laughs> about ribbons, man. I probably should. The upper deck. Or anyways, and what's funny about this article too? Just I mean, I haven't even got to the meat of the story yet. But <laughs> what, what, meat. What, <laughs> <laughs> meat. No pun intended there. But anyways, the guy like had his assistant was just like, you know, I'm about to pull this trunk with my dick. Kick me in the balls just to make sure I'm ready to go. Because <laughs> he's hardcore. <laughs> like, well, isn't that great too to have a boss and be like, I can you, I can kick my, I can kick in the balls now. I'm thinking it's probably like a really hot chick. Yeah, that was just. I like, mean, that, that adds to the show. It's probably and, but, some like Asian like Kill Bill type of chick. Or it's just like you know, Lucy it's Lou. kind of an S and M show. Lou. Oh, Lucy Liu is hot, man. I know. I let her kick me in the nuts while I'm pulling a truck. But this is funny. It says right here, he groaned, grunted, and pressed against two men for resistance. So two guys were standing behind him while the dude had his nuts and his dick tied with a blue ribbon while he pulled the truck. Would you ever be one of those dudes? No. I mean, do, 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 um, is it gay? Is it gay? I would do it. For 20 I, bucks? No, I think they get they, they do it just is as, he? Are, are his pants totally off, or does he just have his fly open, or does he have some, like, reverse buttless chaps, which are just crotchless well, chaps? Jim, uh... The Grandmaster's performance drew hearty applause and only a few gasps from the uh, sparse crowd. Which you, there are only like 40 people there. But um, I guess he had um, – they're mostly his students. He wrapped a piece of fabric around his waist to conceal his genitals from the crowd. Oh, but so a, it's a family show. Yeah. So, I mean, he had his – he had like cloth over it. But, I mean, the thing was around his nuts and his uh, his dick. But you know what, though? That has a little bit of uh... – David Copperfield type of 
feel to it. Copperfield would never be able to pull a truck with his dick. No, but I'm saying nobody actually saw the ribbon around his dick. Maybe it was tied to a butt plug in in his ass. Well, actually, they did see it because in the heat of the second truck pull, because the guy did two. He did it first, and then he got kicked in the nuts, tied himself back, lashed himself back to the truck, and pulled it again. When he tied the cloth around his testicles in the heat of the second truck pull, the uh, cloth that he wrapped around his waist, the concealing cloth, was pushed aside to reveal a ball of flesh that looked as if it was ready to burst. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, how sick it But that, now, is that? Now, he's, now he's going to have the Christian coalition on his ass for, you know, indecency. Indecency of, like, trying to burst his testicles? Well, just, just because it flapped up. Well, listen to this. After, uh, after the feat, um, Grandmaster Shang wiped the sweat from his brow, and after the show, he said through an interpreter that he felt comfortable and warm. The sweat from his brow, huh? I don't know. Why was his brow sweating? <laughs> Dude, I mean, it's got to take some, like, pain. When asked if he was in any pain, he said, it is, if it's painful, then you will see it bleed. Which is just so <laughs> fucking sick. I mean, that that also has the sound of that it's bled before. <laughs> he knows what happens when... I guess, I guess most of the people there study Qigong, which is the ancient Chinese art of movement and breathing to increase energy. Yeah, movement breathing helps when you're pulling a truck when with your dick. When you're pulling a truck with your dick. You, you gotta know? breathe. I mean, I and guess, if you breathe right, it's like nothing. Well, what's funny, too, is uh, one of the, uh, the audience members is a documentary film director and producer from London who's uh, on hand to, uh, to uh, record the jaw-dropping feat. Um, for a three-part series called Penis Envy, which is scheduled to air next year on Channel 4 in the UK. Footage from the truck pool will be used for the series piece on building the perfect penis. How is pulling a truck with your dick a part of building the perfect penis? Uh, British people make pretty good TV. They'll figure it out. I, I, I guess I just don't see the relation. I, you know, I don't know. He, the, the guy even, Grandmaster <laughs> Shang, even had his wife and his uh, two boys and two girls, his kids there, to watch him pull it with his dick. So he's had chil- So he's already had children, so that's, he's you had know, children. he doesn't yeah. need to have working tackle anymore. Maybe that, I wonder if he ever did it before he had kids. But, I mean, could you imagine being his wife, watching his ball of flesh that's about to burst and just thinking, there goes our sex life, well, it's done. Why do you have to pull trucks and huge objects with your dick? Why? But that leads into one of my, uh, be- because I'm a just medical idiot and kind of don't really understand anything about physiology. So when you, does your dick get bigger if you're like stretching it, pulling trucks all the time? I mean, maybe that's why she likes it, because it's, you it's bigger so? now. I mean, I mean maybe, maybe it's, it's like, stronger. Maybe it's like, you know, kind of like, well, what's that muscle that's in your taint that you can like... Well, all muscles, you know, yeah, if, you, I, if you use them, they get bigger. Well, I read something recently that uh, porn stars you were, like, you clench, were just, clench you were just, their taint so they were, can make Were you their... Googling taint again or something? I was, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but anyways, I was reading some article, and I was actually one of the magazines I do at work. I was reading this article, and it was about this porn star. I can't think of his name. It's like Jim something. But anyways, he practices taint stretching exercises. I think it's called like the pubococcus muscle or something. Is that so you can like, jer- when you ejaculate, it goes it like all... It like a like, hundred yards. Like puts the girl's eye out? Yeah, you could like shoot it, you know, and like, yeah, to like blind her in the yeah. one eye. Yeah. Which actually, I've I, was heard trying, of that. I, I wish they would have told how he does it because I kind of want to learn that technique. I would like to learn it, but I'm lazy, so I, pr- do, I probably you, wouldn't do the exercise. Could you imagine Grandmaster Shang, the Grandmaster of the Iron Crotch? I bet you he could shoot a load like, you know, 50 yards away. I bet she's got, like, a 36-inch taint. Dude, the motherfucker lifts hundreds of pounds. Like, his Pulls, followers... not lifts. Qigong is also called 99 Qigong, which is the uh, branch of uh, the Iron Crotch. 60,000 followers who lift hundreds of pounds of 
with their genitals to increase energy and sexual performance. Could you imagine? I, I, I wonder, this is what I wonder about it. So the guy's Asian. He probably doesn't have the biggest dick in the world. Do you think he was like, you know what? Dude, I wasn't going to have. <laughs> I, I don't want to. I, I wasn't going to go there, but okay. I'm not bagging on Asian people. It's, it's a fact. I, I've heard this from many girls. I mean, I, I don't go around asking Asian guys to show me. And you know, I re- I recognize that it's a stereotype, and there's probably a, an Asian guy out there who would put me to sh- so much shame that I would probably kill myself. But, but in general, if you watch, you know, porn, porn with Asian that's dudes, that's what I'm basing my entire observation off of. Yeah, they're small. But you know, I wonder if this guy's like, I might not have the longest dick in the world, but I have the mightiest. Yeah, I mean, he might he might ejaculate and like you know take his wife's head off. Dude, I, I bet you, like, he just blows that bitch away. I bet you it's like he fucks her to no end. I mean, with his mighty dick. Well, anyways, of course, we're, we're assuming that his genitals haven't been fucking damaged beyond, like, all and repair. They probably don't do anything anymore. He pro- when he pees, it probably just sort of, like, you know, dribbles out in sort of, like, a spray. I guess um, Gene Ching... Uh, who's the associate publisher of the Fremont-based Kung Fu magazine, which interview or in, that uh, introduced Grandmaster Shank to the United States? Oh, thank you, sir. Um, he believes that the uh, gr- the Grandmaster believes that the sexual organs are a source of great power. And uh, Ching, who uh, the the publisher who does not study Iron Crotch, um, has heard that it does help in the in the uh, bedroom. So um, yeah, you know, I mean, it, what's funny? I just want to end this real quick. But uh, the Grandmaster said the most challenging object he has ever pulled to this day was a 60-foot truck, and he did that with another man. So it was two two guys were like, hey, you want to attach your dick to this truck because we're, we're going to pull this together. It's a little gay. I, I, I just think it's a little gay. But these days, uh, he's looking to up the ante, and this is his goal, which I think is kind of funny. Um, Shang hopes to strap a dozen of his top students to a 747 for the biggest penis pull of all time. All he needs right now is an airplane. Well, once you start calling it the biggest penis pull of all time... I think I'm in it's the running. Commercial, for, it's commercialism, isn't it? Well, no, I was going to say, I think I'm in the running for that uh, competition. <laughs> the biggest penis pull? Yeah. yeah. I've had some not, pretty massive penis pull sessions. Yeah, but you're thinking like the most like frequent penis pulls. I'm talking, this is like a, most this is times, a collective Most penis times pull. in a day, I pulled it. I guess that's a very, pretty big. So like you're, you're saying like the biggest wankathon here. Like yeah, the, I, the think you, I, think, I think you understand what I'm saying. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. But anyways, you know what's kind of funny about this? And so this dude, Grandmaster Shang, you know, being the Grandmaster of the Iron Cross Technique, obviously sits around his house thinking, what can I pull with my dick? And, you know, I, that never even went through my mind. I've never once thought, you know, I kind of want to tie my dick to something and see if I can pull it. No, I, I have sat around and thought, like, about all the stuff I don't want anywhere near my penis, you know, like which uh, an airplane, uh, an airplane, scissors, um, <laughs> you know, uh, a ribbon. Rick. Atta- well, yeah, Rick, Rick. <laughs> a ribbon attached to anything heavy that might get caught around it. That's one of the things I wouldn't like near my penis. I, you know, I, I don't know. I just wonder. So, anyways, you know, it'd be, you know, it'd be cool too if he, uh, you know, got depressed at the end of his life and decided to hang himself, but really just hung himself upside down by genitals, and they ripped out and like he bled to death on the floor. Well, you know, I cool. would love to see. I would love to go see his next penis pull and just see him just rip his dick completely. Well, off yeah, his body. Pl- plus would 40, that be great? Plus, there's only forty people there. You could get right up there and and you know take close-up pictures and, and maybe there's T-shirts and you know, they'd be pretty exclusive. You could sell them on eBay because you know there's only going to be forty people there with the shirt. What I don't understand though, dude, is how how is this like? How does this facilitate sperm production? Don't you think this would inhibit sperm production? I don't know. I don't I know. I think it would. Huh. But 
But if you want to study the iron crotch technique, you can just go right over to Fremont. And if you want to study the rotten crotch technique, you can just go to Lance's room. Is that funny? But I'm uh, it was funny. It worked. But, uh, it worked. Anyways, on the sick and wrong scale, I guess it's kind of both sick and wrong. I'm going to give it a seven. Yeah, that one's pretty good. It's pretty good. Once again, you come out with the big, Two the big, big gun. It's um, the first show, dude. It's the first show, and and my second story. Uh, I guess I'm gonna call it's like creeper weed. It's gonna be one of the stories that at first creeper weed. That's a Michigan term. Oh, what do they call it out here? I don't know, like fart bud. Well, no. creeper, what, what creeper weed like is the, what you the, creeper weed is what you smoke, and you don't think you're really high, but then and then like you. three hours later, you're you're really really high, and you almost forgot that you even smoked, and you just kind of freak out. That's what this story is going to be like. This story the is pretty. This story is pretty sick and wrong, even on the first the first hey I just got high level. But I think I think when you think about it, and when you actually read the article that I got, uh, which this this. Story, I think the article lends a lot, you know, the writing style and the quotes that they got lends a lot to the story. So so you got a story uh, from the Bay Area, which was local. This story actually came from the Detroit Free Press. So uh, when we are originally from Michigan, there's right. a little background here. So this is actually a, a home story. So Right. So I have a lot of sentiment for, uh, you know, Detroit and uh, the, the fine, removed. The fine uh, journalism around that city. Um, so... I'm just going to sort of go through, maybe skim the article, and then go back and, and point out my favorite parts of the article. Uh, the headline is, Killer of quote-unquote devil, although they didn't capitalize devil. Um, I don't know what that means. Sentenced to 25 to 45 years. He was sentenced? So devil is sentenced for 45 years. No, he jail. killed the devil. Killer of devil sentenced to 25 to 45 years. So I guess we're against people killing the devil in this, this day and age. This guy killed the devil? Yeah, and he's he's getting 25 to 45 years in prison. How do you prove that he killed the devil? Did he kill a guy who's known as devil? Let me get into okay. the story. Okay. I'll stop And, and the names are really good, too, so I'm probably going to you know try and point out the names. Um, first line. It was one of the five most heinous crimes Wayne County Circuit Judge Gregory Bill has ever seen. I, I like people with two <laughs> Mr. first names. I like people with two first names, like Dave Simon. I think Mr. it's Bill. funny. Yeah. Um, Wayne County is the county that Detroit is in, by the way. Um uh, the assistant prosecutor, Christina Gerges, called it the most gruesome crime she's ever prosecuted. It's Michigan people, man. They're weird. Um, so the guy, uh, the judge on December 20th sentenced Arthur Eugene Shelton, age 51, 51 to 25 to 45 years in prison for the October 18th, 2004 shotgun and revolver killing of Shelton's friend, Larry Hooper. So this is, he killed his buddy. He killed his buddy, but let's let's, you know, buddy, who he thought was his buddy. He was in front. He was at one with time. Satan. At one time, um, so Arthur Eugene Shelton. That's totally a Michigan name. I don't know. It's nobody a, nobody listening to the podcast cares. Yeah. But anyways, that's a totally a Michigan so, yeah, name. No one in California is named Arthur Eugene Shelton. Quote: He blew the guy's head off. Said Shelton's attorney, Seymour Schwartz. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's my uncle. Uh, they still have Jews in Detroit, so that's I think good. my uncle. Um, following the three-day bench trial, Bill found Shelton guilty November 30th, second-degree murder, only second degree, uh, for killing Hooper in the living room of his Taylor home where Hooper was staying. So, you know, two old dudes 
Living together. Living together, okay. In Michigan, that's not necessarily gay, because there's just a lot of poor people there, and, you know, you live wherever you can. Yeah, I mean, Um, you're trying to get by. But it's like two middle-aged men living together. At 12.44 p.m., middle of the day, they're not working. (laughs) That October day. (laughs) Both these guys are unemployed here. Shelton, the guy who's just got convicted of this murder, called Taylor police and told the dispatcher that he just blasted a man with a revolver and a shotgun because the man said he didn't believe in God. Oh, the guy God. he killed said he didn't believe in God, and so this dude just blew him away with a revolver and a shotgun. So he shot him twice. I mean, dude, the sh- I mean, why do you need both? You got to make sure when it's the devil. Yeah, I guess when it's the devil. So the guy claims he's an atheist, and he he gets he's automatically the devil. God, I don't I'd even hate know, to know, you know what he thinks you know, of me. I don't know if he claimed he was an atheist. He just said he didn't believe. There's religions out there that you know don't have like God, like a monotheistic God. Maybe he said something like that. I don't know. Doesn't go into it. Yeah, yeah. The dead man was quote the devil himself. Shelton told the dispatcher. I- I'd love to hear this dispatch call. God, that'd be great. How many times did you shoot him? The dispatcher asked. Hopefully enough. I want to make sure he's gone. Replied Shelton. <laughs> Shelton fired four or five revolver bullets and at least three shotgun blasts into Jesus into 62-year-old Hooper's head, Gerges said. Gerges is the prosecutor. Dude, that guy's head must have just been blown to pieces. They have a picture of it? No, they have a picture of Shelton. He's a funny-looking Michigan guy with, like, a weird handlebar handle- mustache. Uh, it's like a that. walrus mustache. Either. You wouldn't trust this guy if you saw him. I, he, I wouldn't he looks be like a Bible thumper. Right. He does. This is sort of a victory, Schwartz said of the sentence. Schwartz is his attorney again. Wait, <laughs> the attorney said this is sort of a victory. Well, it's second degree. It's not first degree. What, you know? what, what kind of defense is that? Well, he's saying the judge could have sentenced Shelton to life in prison. Um, blah, blah, blah. Let's, uh, I'm skimming through here. So, and so what, he got second degree mur- How could you get second degree murder with like six revolver shots and three Shotgun blast to the head. Well, they're obviously using some type of an insanity defense. You know, he yeah, thought he was I the guess devil. He thought he was the devil. I guess it, was, so. it wasn't malicious. It wasn't planned. Premeditated. Out, premeditated. It, it, sound it was like just sane. You know, the guy's a, a good Christian. Yeah, yeah. I guess if you I mean, if, if you're a good Christian or a Jew, right? Jews believe in the devil. No, Jews don't believe in the devil. Well, I learned well, something new every a, podcast. Yeah, we don't have a devil. There's right. no hell. Well, if you're a Christian and you see the devil, you probably should kill him. I guess you'd want to kill him because he's the enemy. Right. And I've seen enough horror movies to uh, attest to that. Right. Vengeance upon the evil one, you know. But, I mean, Jesus, dude. Who does this guy think he is? Bruce Campbell? Um, It would be a good role model for anyone. It sounds like that, you know. But, okay. Before the shooting, Hooper had told Shelton, Hooper's the guy who got killed, that Shelton couldn't say anything to convince him to believe in God, according to police. The other thing is, these these are like, you know, poor Michigan schlubs, unemployed, home during the day. You know they're drinking. The guy was probably just at the end of his rope talking to this guy about God. Like, let's just watch, uh, you know, Judge Judy. I don't want to talk about religion. And then he said, look, just don't say anything. You're not going to convince me. And then, uh, you know, Shelton left the room, took up his shirt, Took off his shirt. <laughs> hey, wait, wait. Shaved his face. We shaved the mustache wait. off? Wait. I don't know. He still has, maybe. I mean, maybe, maybe, he could have just yeah, shaved the non-mustache areas. Yeah. I wouldn't and shave tried off a again mustache like that. And to convince Hooper that there is a God. So he figured that <laughs> when he came back out, if he had his shirt off and he shaved, maybe that would convince so <laughs> the guy, Well, and, and, and granted, the guy said, nothing you can say is going to convince me of God. You know, and, but, and he took it to be, uh, well, maybe if I take my shirt off and shave, then maybe that'll work. He, he didn't say, though, nothing you can shave can right. convince me. So, right. yeah, maybe, so, maybe he thought, like, shaving would give him, like, that air of well, legitimacy Shelton, or Well, Shelton was grabbing at straws, I think, yeah, to convince yeah, him of God. Like 
the existence Dude, of would God. Would you love to have been in that room just to hear that theology discussion between I would these two rubes? Uh, I wouldn't like to get <laughs> shot, though. No, I wouldn't want to get shot, but if I was, like, invisible or something, I'd just love to, like, tape that. We could almost play it on the show. Here's a couple more good quotes from Shelton. Um, How long would it take you to believe in God? Shelton said he asked Hooper. Not until I hear Gabriel blow his horn. <laughs> Hooper tipped his hat. Oh, I guess the guy who got shot had a hat on. That's kind of normal, too, in Michigan. You so know, he's probably making some kind of joke Baseball here. cat. Hooper tipped his hat, and Shelton fired the shotgun at Hooper's head. <laughs> dude, dude, so that means guy came back and had a shotgun in his lap while they were arguing. It kind of implies that, doesn't it? <laughs> and, but I like... Um, Only in Michigan. But if this was a perfect, like, movie scene, maybe with Arnold Schwarzenegger as Shelton, um, you know, he would say... I'm never going to believe in God till I hear Gabriel blow his horn. Then Shelton blasts him in the face with a shotgun. Then he should say something like, I don't know. How is that? Yeah. Horn? Is that loud enough or something <laughs> like that? that loud? Yeah, I could totally see that. It's like the in the action movie, is that loud enough for you? Yeah, sadly, th- that's not in the article, so I, yeah. I'm assuming he we didn't, don't even know he didn't say anything said. like that. Um, here's one of my favorite parts. Later... After he, you know, blew this guy away with with multiple guns and multiple shots from each gun, Shelton told cops he might have second thoughts about the existence of God. Maybe there's not a God, he said. <laughs> Dude, I, all right, this is just unbelievable to me. So this guy, after he blows his friends away, friend away after arguing about the existence of God because he's so sure, so certain that God exists, is like, you know what? I think it's time to question it. I think this just lends credence to the uh uh idea that they're we're just hammered and yeah, he finally yeah. started to sober up so that, yeah he was probably just wasted and i dude i would have loved to have heard this conversation all right uh so that's kind of the end but let me go back and point out some of the quotes that i thought were funny um so schwartz Shel- shelton's sheldon's schwartz well, you, schwartz you... would be the lawyer yeah, but There's what like was so his first name? Seymour. I'm sorry. Seymour Schwartz is, Seymour Schwartz. is, is Shelton, the murderer's lawyer. Like one, of his, one, of, one of his first quotes is, he blew the guy's head off. <laughs> well, why? Where the hell did this guy get this? This guy had to have been court appointed. It doesn't, it doesn't say he's the district defender. I think it's just some like you know lawyer off the TV that this guy got or something. But you know, if this man was truly insane, though, he would have represented himself. Another another quote that it's actually the closing line of the uh, we'll get Jesse uh, Jackson. Another it's like the closing line of the article. Uh, uh, the Schwartz guy says, "It just Shelton was a nut." <laughs> <laughs> so I guess he's not no shit. He's not really you know regretting losing this case. It sounds like no. I, I think he was just like you know what I'm I'm gonna deal with it. The guy blew his head off. He's insane. He thought he was the devil. Here's here's another quote by the lawyer. This lawyer's great. I want to hire him to do something for me just just to get the Dude, material. You're probably gonna lose the case. Yeah, but just to get the material, something you know that I'm not gonna and go to he prison never for. Again. Uh, Schwartz. This isn't a quote. It's just a statement in the article. Schwartz said religion wasn't the motive for the shooting. <laughs> I okay, what, the, what was the motive? I don't know, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do a Google on this Shel- uh, Seymour yeah. Schwartz tomorrow. I just want to see what he looks like. Yeah, I want to see what other cases he represented. I just want to see his, qu- his quality website. Oh God, dude, Seymour Schwartz in Detroit. Yeah. People, go check it out and right. email us something from this. Um, and then you know my favorite quote that I've already laughed at, but I want to say it again. Uh, when Shelton got to the police station, he told cops, "Maybe there's not a guy." <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't. It's like the perfect maybe, ending. It's maybe like, I shouldn't have shot that dude. So what does this have to do with the creeper weed? I just think that 
the he story was... about you know a guy oh, okay. is crazy it's... and he has a delusion and he shoots some guy. That kind of crap happens every day. But I just think there's a lot of funny details if you so think kind of about... like a creeper. This is what I, out. this yeah. is what I feel that the podcast should be. You know, there's lots of stories. There's tons of websites where you know crazy news stories are up, and anybody can go see them. But the Sick podcast is about going into the details and you know. Uh, figuring out the really funny stuff. The antisocial commentary. The minutiae. Yeah, the minutiae, the details right, here. Right. Flushing out the details. So what do you think about that? I mean... Dude, I, th- that guy is just that's completely insane. I mean, I, I'm trying... Right now, I'm trying to determine on the sick and wrong scale of how wrong and sick that is. We need to have, like, uh, you know, like a bo- but dude, bonus... point. wrong. Po- but bonus points for funny, because this article is just hilarious It's hilarious, yeah. You definitely get bonus points for funny. I think I would give that, like, a 7 or an 8. Wow, good. I think I would because, dude, I mean, not only – it's pretty sick. I mean, this guy mangled that dude. Not, not only did he shoot him, he shot him six times with a revolver, three times in the head with a shotgun. And After, shaved. Right. And he, he didn't shaved have beforehand. no shirt. No shirt. Yeah, yeah. Andy has a handlebar mustache. The the police department, you know, uh, what do they call them? The uh, photographer, the, the blank, forensic forensic photographer. photographer yeah. uh, you know, shots should would be really awesome. God, and you know, it's in, you know, it's in Rotten.com has that. Well, you know, it's in like a trailer with wood pan, like fake wood paneling and like green shag carpet. And I wonder if those guys had bunk beds. No, I you bet think? you they had so. I bet you one guy had a bedroom and the other dude stayed on the couch. Well, what's funny to me about this whole article is like, so these two dudes are is like you know, twelve in the afternoon. Dudes are just sitting at home drinking. It's probably like on a Wednesday. Yeah, and they're talking and they're, about God in their trailer. Yeah, they're not drinking quality. They're drinking like Milwaukee's Best or something and, like and that. Dude, and the most like fucked up thing about this is this probably happens every day. It's probably happening right now in Kentucky. Well, you know, maybe people aren't getting blown away, but they're getting the shit kicked out of them or just all kinds of stuff. But, but, because they think that uh, his friend is Satan. Yeah, you know, people people really believe that, especially, and I think they believe it more now than they did ten years ago with all the but evangelicals you, you know, you and all about that. It. Now it's like I'm going to walk down the street, every guy I see with one of those walrus, like Wilford Brimley mustaches, I'm going to be like, you know what, I'm just going to walk the other way. We'll just don't talk about religion with him. <laughs> I, mean, I don't even want to get in a religious debate. It's all about, you know, it's like literal interpretation of the Bible. If you see the, if you think somebody's the devil, you need to. Take your shirt off and shave and blow his head off. I think one certainty that I've uh, deduced from the story, one thing I've learned from the story, is I definitely will never hire that attorney to represent me. I want to hire him to, like, represent me. Was that guy stoned? (laughs) (laughs) It sounds to me, it's just, like, the worst defense I've ever heard. Well, you just, I mean, he's obviously Jewish, and so you say he's not going to... There's so many good Jewish attorneys out there, But But I'm saying... Well, Jews believe in God, right? It's the same God. Yeah, yeah. So, so if Shelton, Shelton might have said, you know, uh, you can be my attorney, but do you believe in God? And he could have said, yeah, and they would have been fine. This this guy sounds like a sardonic prick. He sounds like someone that was just totally having fun with this case. He's like, it's a victory, sort of. Oh, the court system. God, I dude. hope there's guys like that out there. I, I, I could totally see Seymour Schwartz at the bar after after the, uh, the the trial and everything. It was just like, dude, you should have seen this nutball Christian that <laughs> I had to a, represent He was today. a nut. He blew the guy's hat off. <laughs> I don't even think religion was part of it. I just think he was dude, an idiot. And I had to come up with a defense for this. Right. Well, what would you say? I don't know. Well, anyways... So we're yeah. going to compile the scores, I we, guess. We, I think that we're about to play the uh, the closing music here. So we we need to compile the scores. I think, recap real quick, we had the first article about um, the two nursing assistants indicted for making elderly patients shit themselves. I also had the story about the grandmaster with the iron crotch. Lance, on the other hand, had the Tampa Bay Buccaneer story and the story here about Eugene Shelton. 
who I so blew his friend off gave, for being the we, devil. I gave your first one a seven and a half. I think you gave it a seven and a half. I'm thinking, it, it, I mean, and honestly, people, you should be emailing us and let us know what you think is the most disgusting story because that would really determine it because we'd have a third party here. I'm thinking right, the I'm two just nursing kind of assistants is the most disgusting story. Yeah, I'm week. kind of just out for myself, but I, I think I do have to bow to the multi-suppository so insertion for the purposes of revenge. For revenge, for a prank. By women. By women. In the like nursing 27 home. In the nursing home. I think that, I think... Uh, That's pretty good. Yeah, you owe me a case of beer, I think. All right, man. This week. This week. All Next right. week, I'm going to bring it. Next week, it's going to be on. Well, this is uh, the conclusion here. We, we, should of, probably, uh, we should probably mention the website yeah, again. Yeah, podcast number one. Um, I want to hype the website one more time. We're going to have, eventually, you're going to have, like, stickers and panties and stuff like that that you can get. But sickandwrong.blaringfoghorn.com. Once again, it's sickandwrong.blaringfoghorn, B-L-A-R-I-N-G, foghorn.com. No www. It's just sickandwrong.blaringfoghorn.com. And as always, email us at sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. This is Dave Simon. This is Lance Wackerly. Lance Wackerly. We'll be back next week for uh, podcast number two. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. Good night. And thank you to uh, the Reach Around Foundation. Oh!